Hey everybody, Raylan Casper-White here. This week's episode of X-Ray brought to you by St. Petersburg House of Discreet Pleasure. If you're lonely and horny and your spouse has gotten unattractively plump, the lovely ladies and gentlemen at St. Petersburg House of Discreet Pleasure can service all your primal needs in a friendly, burgundy velvet environment. All staff are screened regularly for STDs and bipolar disorder. I personally use these guys' services and they are fantastic. They are mostly angry and Russian and give you just enough shit to make you feel like you're worthless and be turned on at the same time. Go to sphdp.ru and mention the code X-ray for a free condom and borscht-flavored lube. Okay, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Raylan Casper-White here with another festive episode of X-ray. I love saying that. I love X-rays. I think X-rays are... Fucking cool, man. I mean, I've done, I've had MRIs, I've had colonoscopies, I've had, you know, pap smears, but x-rays are still the coolest procedure I think you can get that's non-invasive. Um, speaking of invasive, I am here with um, an amazing esteemed plastic surgeon. Now, it's, it's, is it, it's Dr. Dillip. Now, is it Madnani or Madnani? I prefer Madnani. Madna- Madnani? Madnani. Madnani. And is, is it Indian? It's Indian. It's Indian. Okay. And were you born in India? I was born and raised in Hong Kong. Oh, interesting. So probably wealthy. Your family did well. My family, yes. Okay, good. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, did you have a, like a screening room at home and shit? No. Okay. All right. That's not wealthy enough. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm fascinated by you. I found you online. Let me, let me be honest with you. Um, can I call you Dillip? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dr. Dillip. I like that. It's catchy. Dr. Dillip, I, I have been having some issues. Now, I, I pride myself on being a very confident person with my face. Mm-hmm. I think I have beautiful face. I have good bone structure. Sometimes I can get a double chin, but I just blame the camera angle. Uh, but I, I went to New York for a month and there are beautiful women in New York and I started getting fucking self-conscious. You know, I'm no spring chicken anymore. And I said, what can I do to my face where it won't make me look constantly anally penetrated? Because a lot of people's facial work that I see, a lot of these stars, it looks frightening, right? They're really alert but they're not doing coke, which seems like not fun. You know, if you're alert and not doing coke, then what's the point? Their eyebrows are always like flying towards the sky. You know what I'm saying, right? Yes. Uh, and and so I found you, and so you do cool shit. You like specialize the face, right? Yes. You're not doing tummy tucks or weird suction from the butt cheeks. No, only face. Only face. And so can you tell me, so what made you get into that? Let me start with that. What, what led you to this field? When um, you were in medical school, like can I help people or can I just fix faces? Right. So in medical school, I always wanted to be a doctor, so I went okay. to medical school. Was that parental pressure? Indian no, parental just pressure? since I was, since it's the only thing I ever wanted to do. Oh, wow. Okay. Great. Um, but obviously being an Indian, I mean, it was never frowned upon. Right. They weren't like, no, please be an artist. Right. Where's your paintbrush? Well, I okay. am an artist. You're, you're a facial artist. I am a facial Hopefully artist. Hopefully you're not like a Pollock or a Picasso. You're more of a, a realist. Well, yes. But um, so I did a lot of artsy stuff. Artsy, okay. artsy stuff when I was little. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Even in college, I actually did a, a year, and I was went to college at Brown University, and I was oh, actually wow. did courses at RISD as well. RISD is what? The art school. The, the art school. The okay. Store. So were, um, you, were there a lot of Indians in the art section? Not that I recall. Not there. So you were, okay, they were all doing like science and, and pre-med. Yep. The MD, were, PhD, they SD. Were all okay. in my other classes. Okay. So you were edgy. Um, so uh, then when I went to medical school, I knew I wanted to do something I said if I was going to be a doctor, I was going to be a surgeon. I wasn't just going to... You're pres- putting down cry, the other doctors now, pres- aren't you? Cry- this is all to all those general practitioners out there. You no. are frowned upon. You are at the bottom <laughs> rung. Those, what do not, you call them? The primary care physicians? Oh, I need them. We all need them. Okay. All right. But I was going to do all that work. I figured I was going to do the coolest stuff I could get my okay. hands into. Okay. Yeah, right? not like proctology. That's another one that confuses me. 
right? <laughs> I actually know a few. Do you? Are they good people? They're very nice. Are people. they attractive though? Probably uh, the, not. Their fingers are. Oh, interesting. Well, when you're in there, you know, digging for gold, you right. get a good exfoliation. Um, that's but great. that's that's the other end. I don't like to deal with. The other end. <laughs> At okay. work, anyway. So, right. um, so yeah. So uh, I was always going to be a physician, uh, mm-hmm. a, a surgeon, and okay. so that's when I uh, I did the rounds. I tried all the different subspecialties. Okay. I still remember my first um, head and neck anatomy uh, talk. Okay. And when that slide of the anatomy showed up, I was like, wow, that's what I want to touch. It's what I want to do. Head and neck. Head and neck. The other body parts, you're like, Forget when it. you're making love, do you also just only focus on the head and neck? No. Okay. You're like, these are breasts, these are good. Okay, just checking. Just checking. Um, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I'm a full body doctor then. There, well, look at that. You got the <laughs> you got the lines with the ladies. I'm sure we're going to get into that in a minute. Yeah, so that's when I was like, uh, that's uh, the anatomy. I just fell in love with the anatomy just from those slides, and I was okay. like, that's what I wanted to do. And I, I did a few electives, and I put all my heart and soul into into being that. Okay. So I, I'm a head and neck surgeon by training. E- okay. ENT, head and neck surgeon. Autolaryngology? Autolaryngology, head and neck surgery. Uh, so let me ask you a question. I look at, look at my, looking at my face, mm-hmm. okay? A couple things that bother me, mm-hmm. all right? And I want you to kind of talk me through the possibilities and if you could give me a discount later. Because that's kind of, because I feel like, I mean, was part of the reason you went into this was because it was also financially lucrative? Honestly, you're well, like, this is where the money is, cosmetic surgery? No, because I think um, either way, if you're good at what you do as a surgeon, you're going to do you're gonna well. Okay. So I don't, I mean, it's not, okay. it's not a, it's, I mean, it, obviously the financial rewards are great, but once again, it's it's how well you do. That's how you get your right. patients. But you knew that women were always going to want to fix their face, right? I mean, it's a steady business. It's not going to change. Right. Well, even I was, uh, my first career, I was a head and neck surgeon. I mean, everyone gets sick in the head and neck area too. Oh, I was, so you did I that was... for a while before you ventured off into the uh, the plastics. Right. So I was in New Mexico. I, my first job out of residency, I moved to New Mexico. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it, uh, I needed a green card. Oh, did you? Oh, oh! Did you marry student. like? No, no, no. My uh, some I, I was I was married. Um, so she was also from Hong Kong, but we're not gonna. Can we uh, not talk about I'd that? I'd rather just not go okay. there too much. Damn it! That's where all the juice is. All right. Um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, the funny thing about working in New York City is that if you want to work in private practice, you have to be a green card holder or a citizen. Or a citizen. Otherwise, you got to stay in the hospital system, okay. which I didn't want to do. So, uh, long story short, I moved to New Mexico. Um, to get my green card sponsored, okay. which I, which it was an underserved area, but I was the only head and neck surgeon in my corner of the state. Oh wow! So People I did love Doctor Dillop. I did everything I trained to do. Uh, See a lot of meth heads that overarch their neck and kind of drug related. A lot of facial trauma, a lot of everything. Wow. Skin cancer, facial trauma, head and neck cancer. I did pediatrics. I did oh, science. I did God. everything. Pediatric doctors, God bless them, man. That is one depressing fucking field, you know. I can't imagine like dating a pediatric oncologist. You know what I mean? Like, how is he ever in a good mood? Yeah. And if you aren't in a good mood, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you home? How are you not taking this work home? You know what I mean? Treating these kids that are, who knows if they're going to survive. And you're coming home and getting trashed and binge watching Black Mirror with me? That's fucked up. Sorry. I'm just letting it out. Uh, so we'll talk about the social ramifications because I think that the, I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It also scares me. Do you know what I mean? I feel like people get, I know a lot of these women get addicted to to plastic surgeon. You see a lot of these people, they don't know when to stop, right? It's like a slot machine, right? You're still trying to fight back time. But it's I think very there's rare. A, there's a spectrum. There is, of course. Of course there's there is. That's what I'm saying. So, so a majority of people are not that way. Oh, well, hopefully so. Otherwise you wouldn't be having a live, you know, I wouldn't have you on here if I thought you were really kind of so Satan. majority of people are not that way. You do have a few that are like that, but then okay. you get to, I mean, today I have a, I had a 33-year-old come in for a consult. See, but isn't that like a little sad? I mean, honestly, it's a little sad that it's like, 
I think that you want people to be happy with it. Look, it makes you happier. Do you know what I mean? And it increases your self-esteem. Fantastic. A lot I mean, of the women a little, I know. Little filler, little Botox doesn't really doesn't hurt anybody. Really hurt just kind of chisels, okay. contours your face. She said, I want a mini lift. I was like, That's and insane. nicely. What I are you going to lift? I said, I, so I said no. And we, okay, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I talked to her. Did I you was send like, her to therapy? She doesn't need therapy. Well, I think she could use some help with her self-esteem. I'm not saying she's ill. I'm saying if someone's coming in already at 33, not happy with the way they look in terms of wanting to lift their face up, it's like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? If you're, if you're kicking 50 over here, fine. You know, things are sagging. But that's my whole point. I mean, I think that's where we come in. I mean, even as a regular, as a regular doctor, yeah. when I get regular people come in, they're right. like, give me 40 rounds of antibiotics. You don't need therapy for that. You're just overanalyzing you're, what, what you're, you're feeling you're at this time. You're Jewish. No offense to the Jews. I just know a lot of you, hypochondriac you know, Jews. You, you know, you go into that and that's a, it's a counseling and, and I guess I guess I consider myself a therapist. I would hope so. I would. Hope, I mean, look, but you also want to keep your business. It can't be like everyone that comes in going, you so know what? Love who you are. You don't need me. I, but, always but you do joke, need me. I always joke with my patients. I'm like, you don't want to ask a barber if you need a haircut. Yeah. I, that's my first line that comes yeah. out. They always like, doc, do I need more Botox? My first You're line, like, my first yeah, line back you is do. you're asking a barber if you need a haircut. Okay, good. Yeah, so yeah my, it's kind of weird. So then I'm like, what's bothering you? No, I want to okay. get to the core of what's bothering yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I'm if not getting like, laid. That's if, the core of my problem. Well, that's the whole thing. I and find I out if that's the done. reason why you want to yeah. if feel like you can get laid after I touch your face. Great. No. Oh, no. Not great. Not great. I'm oh, like, okay. not worth it. Not Really? Yeah. Well, it depends how good the sex is. Don't you think, Dr. Dillett? I mean, you Well, know I know. Saying? I said, I'm not going to be able to be responsible for you getting laid just because I okay, did some Okay. Okay. I can't face. blame you if say I'm not getting any action even though you lifted my eyebrow four mm -hmm. feet above my face. Yep. Um, okay, so looking at me, and I won't get offended, but I might cry. Okay, I have, I have, I have some lines on my forehead, mm -hmm. but they're not crazy. No. Okay, I have like some crows. The crow, I don't know why they call them crow's feet. I just like to call them happy lines. And then I have like my eye under my eyes, crepey. Mm -hmm. It's like a pen, you know, it's crepey. Right. And then I have here. What do you call this? Nasolabial lines. Labial, like labia. Naso, naso, labial, like lips. Nose to the lips, nasolabial lines. Labial. See, I never knew that labia, like my vaginal labia, is just lips. lips. I just just clicked in right now. Who lips. knew? And I deal with my vagina on an hourly basis. So I have these. Now, I'm concerned about, we might take some photos to demonstrate. I'm a, I don't want to lift anything, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I don't want to do the facial lift unless you think that's appropriate for mm -hmm. me. Now, if I get, I want to get rid of these, but I don't want to look puffier here. Like I look right. at, you know, I look at this actress. I don't want to name her name, but, but. There's so many of them. They just suddenly look very taut, but very puffy, like because they're all filled up. Their face looks like a balloon a little bit. You yep. know, I want to puncture it. Mm -hmm. So what can I do? Um, and I want to keep my forehead because when I have sex, I like to be as expressive as possible. So that way the guy can know what I'm feeling in the moment. I'm worried if I Botox the fuck out of my face, there won't be as good communication with my sex faces. Do you know what I mean? I want my sex face to be super expressive. So if you Botox me and I can't move my forehead, I'm concerned that the guy's not going to be able to respond well to what I'm, the facial cues I'm giving him. So looking at me, can you tell me what I, I could do, what I need to do, and what that would cost me approximately? Because obviously insurance doesn't cover shit, right? No. Okay. So in general, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what happens when we age and it starts like in our 20s and it just keeps oh, going, okay? Yeah. We start our, we start losing about half a teaspoon of fat in our faces starting in our 20s. Okay. The fat is volume. So, you know, you, you'd use the analogy of a balloon. Okay. But in general, um, our faces are like balloons. If you think of a balloon that's hanging up on the wall and as it deflates, it kind of sags lower. Right. So it oh, deflates boy. it deflates from the area under the eyes. That's, where, that's we, where the crepiness comes from? No, that's where the okay. volume loss comes okay. from. So okay. as that volume goes down, our cheeks, quote unquote, drop. Right. And then 
that combined with the natural stretching of the skin that mm -hmm. happens over time, mm -hmm. we get a little squarish in the face versus heart shaped. Okay, okay. So an easy fix is to put some filler in the upper cheek, which kind of lifts the lower face and volumizes. But you don't want to put too much where you said, like, People you know, you look like, like you want feel like you want to pop their balloons. Right, 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 right. So a little filler in the upper cheek for you would be great because what that actually does, if, yeah. if you were to to grab your right cheek and just... Uh-huh, I'm grabbing it, grabbing the right just cheek. Just pull it up this way yeah, a bit and yeah. you look in the mirror right now, you'll... And will this go away, this guy? You'll see. It's already lighter just by doing that. Wow. Now, will I, if I look in the mirror, the wheel, because all I want is this gone. Will I look different beyond this gone? So if you came in to me and yeah. you said, Doc, I just want these lines gone. Yeah. My question to you is going to be, which I already know the answer to, is you've probably had those lines for most of your life. Probably. I'm a big smiler. Right. But like my nine-year-old daughter has yeah. those lines. Yeah, so, of course. So as a natural part of her face, that's not where I would go first to fill because that's going to change your look. Okay. So where would you fill first? For you, I would go straight to your cheeks. Okay. Okay. And oh, right. oh so you're saying you wouldn't feel in here, you'd fill up here. I'd start there. And then okay. if you really wanted more of that gone, I would be happy to. But then we have the conversation that, hey, bring me a picture five years ago. Bring me a picture from 10 years ago. Oh, interesting. Let's, let's look at that. Okay. Because then if we want to bring you back how you used to look, then you we do my plan. If you want to just get rid of those lines because you don't like those lines, we can do your plan. But the caveat is you're going to look like you had something done. Oh, fuck me. I don't want that. I want right. people to go, wow, you're well rested. That's the comments I... We get the most. Okay. Can I get rid of the crepiness here? Or is, yeah. So can you literally inject something under your eye? You can do some lasers. Lasers tighten the skin. Like I'll do my face laser once a year. Do you laser yourself? Once a you year. You do have delightful skin. Thank you. But you're also a person of color, which I feel like fucking lucky. I mean, black don't crack. I don't know if brown doesn't frown or I don't know what the, the term is. <laughs> I have Botox and and uh, and I do lasers. You do lasers. So laser is like a, a surfacing, like a little uh -huh. machine. Exactly. And it takes the crepiness away? Right. So it's a maintenance thing. I tell my patients the lasers uh, is, is like going to the gym. You know, you don't okay. just go. Once, I hate the fucking gym. Okay. Or like eating well, you don't just eat well once and then you're all healthy. It's, right, of course. It's a maintenance. Okay. So and does the, that hurt the laser? It can, so we numb you. Uh, so how do you numb under the eye? Because the numbing probably hurts too. Numbing cream. So just a cream. Topical numbing cream and then we have a little gas you can breathe. Oh, like a nitrous thing? It's That's fun. juicy. Okay, I uh, like patients, that. Patients love it. I would say half my patients get a little little buzz. It only lasts a few minutes. It goes away. Okay. But you can breathe it during the entire treatment. And then do you, does you feel pain afterwards? Uh, a little. It's like you've had a sunburn. Okay. So you take some Tylenol, put some ice packs. Oh, wow. How long does that last, the under-eye crepey, under, decrepe, the laser stuff? So once again, it's maintenance. So if, if you can keep up with it, great. Like I'll have patients come in once a year, twice a year for it. Oh, so that's it, once, twice a year. Yeah, and okay. the, the more you do it, the better. But even one session, you'll see a nice improvement. And now, okay, another thing I've had since I was very young, and I've never smoked a fucking cigarette in my life, contrary to what people think. Okay. Um, I get the lines here. Uh -huh. I had that since I was like 17. Right. If, I'm afraid if I put something in there, then it's going to look a little weird, right? Above the lip, because that's where you really see shit no, going on. No, it shouldn't. Okay, how's right? that? So there are fillers that can go right in there. They're very they're very light, superficial. My favorite filler for that area is called Bellotero. Bellotero. God, they all sound like a spa, right? They it's like pretty. the Bellagio. Bellotero? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, so we put that in there, and even... I mean, you could try a uh, touch of Botox because when those lines form from you just speaking, so it's like a puckering. Right. The muscles, right. the okay. muscles are contracting. Okay. So Botox can relax that muscle a little bit. Oh. So you want to use a little. You don't use too much. If you use too much, then you feel like you can't kiss oh, properly. Yeah, I don't know or... about the Botox. I'd rather do the Bellotero thing. That doesn't numb anything. That's not botulism. That's not poison that no, you're putting in there. No, no. What is it? Is it collagen? Is it? It's hyaluronic acid. It's a oh. sugar gel okay. that we have normally in our skin. Oh wow! It's just made. The bacteria okay. All right. So the... what would that? So let me let's recap my treatment plan. Okay. Can if I can do everything in one day, I would do the fillers in the cheeks to lift up mm -hmm. 
the, the, the weird line here that I don't like, so I don't look like a bulldog half the time. I would get a little bit of the Bellotera in my one of these lines here. Mm-hmm. But the crepey, I do a little laser. Yeah. Now, if I do laser over here and here, does that help with the, the crow's feet? Well, you, you could do the full face laser. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I have to stay out of the sun because I love the sun. Yes. That in general. That you should be doing every day. I, I do put some sunscreen on. So every day sunscreen, and then okay. you should be using something at night with a retinol in it. But like a just prescription one? Because I just buy the over-the-counter shit. That's good. As long it's as good as enough? So I got something retinol. Like, or the physician uh, dispense products are good. Okay. Now, let me ask you another question. How much of these creams that they sell on the market are bullshit? I, I wouldn't say they're bullshit. I would say, I mean... It depends. I mean, in general, the the overall plan is you want to wash your face twice a day. Okay. You want to moisturize your face. You want to sunscreen your face. And then you want to do something anti-aging. So like retinol-based as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Those four things. Everything else is just kind of fluff. It's fluff, right? Makes you feel feel better. It doesn't do anything. No, but it can. Anti-aging. It's all, but that's a false claim, right? It can. Okay. But then, you you know, once again, it's not going to replace all the more aggressive stuff. Right. Okay. Right? So it's like... Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like between workouts, you take the stairs. Like, it's not like taking okay. stairs is, isn't bullshit, but right. it's, that, that's it's something that kind of... I love your analogies. You're very good with the... Ana- like, this might be like this. I like that. Yeah. I got it. Okay, well, I got to tell you, I, I don't know. I'm conflicted about this stuff because part of me just wishes that... Obviously, there's a double standard of women aging versus men aging, yes. okay? And then yes. men aging, I've talked about this before, like a fine wine and lines are considered sexy. Mm-hmm. And women, you know, it's it's fucked up. A lot of these women are afraid their dude's going to leave them for a younger woman. They do this out of pressure to sustain their marriage or stay attractive. And I got to tell you, 99.9% of the time that I see these women, I'm like, I can see there's work been done. At a certain age, you can really tell work's been done. And I'm like, what happened to aging gracefully and embracing who you are and embracing the way? I look at... I look at women that have had work done, but still, Jane Fonda is a good example. I love the way she fucking looks. She's had work done up the wazoo, but it's right. all really done well. But she's also a beautiful woman to begin with. There you so go. it's like, hello. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. we're, and her body's fantastic. And she did, she was Jane Fonda workout. I used to do that shit when I was four. Right. Um, Helen Mirren, lion face, still very, maybe she's had a little work. I don't know, but she uh-huh. looks amazing. Like, there's right. something very powerful about a woman who owns her sensuality and sexuality and doesn't. So you're, you're comparing them both the same? No, well, I don't know. I find Jane. No, Jane's not a good example because I'm saying Jane's had a lot of work done, That's but I think point. she looks fantastic. But they're both, but they're both fine. Like they're, they're both yes. holding their own. Uh, but they're holding their own. But I find maybe because it's also the confidence, like Helen. You know what I mean? Look at Helen Mirren or even Judy Dench. Okay, mm-hmm. these women that are in their seventies, eighties, they're just so confident that their confidence in me is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And these women that I see that have overdone it, like the Melanie Griffiths of the world, mm-hmm. you know, the Meg Ryan's of the world, where. It's it's obvious, and it, it for me they're they're less attractive because I feel like they're coming from a place of insecurity right. and not a place of like I feel great, but this is going to make me feel better. So I look at it sometimes as I'm not sure if you know people who've been super wealthy and lost everything. Right. Are you, do you know those people? Uh, I do know. Not they weren't that well, but I get what you're saying, right. I and mean, I can imagine. And then to the ones who emotionally don't handle that well. Mm-hmm. They just something something goes off in them where they're just like I used to. They keep wishing to be like how they were yeah. versus accepting just big deal. Yeah, yeah. Accept the way it is now, like right. you know, just yeah, yeah. so you have these people that every day people are like, "You're super gorgeous. You're this. You're that." Right, you know, oh, right. doors open because of their look, and then all of a sudden, it happens less and less and less and less and less. But the expectations way back up there. So I think the problem with if you don't if you don't handle that expectation correctly later on you can get those things where you become a chronic 
chronic. Hey, bring me back to where I was, because right. then people are going to be but treat me that way. Don't people realize it? Nobody. Lo- I mean, it always looks weird. Look at you know, Donatella, Versace, or it doesn't always work. I mean, those are the ones you're going to see that look bad. It's like you know, it's like you yeah. own, all everyone. Obviously, and I use the, once I use another analogy. You know, I'll go to a conference where there'll be 500 of me. Okay. Right. 500 Dr. Dilbs. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And everyone's doing very well. They're all busy. And I know how many patients I see a week. I mean, so we're all seeing that many right. number of patients. But you have a small, you know, if you're doing a thousand, if, if you're seeing, if a thousand people had work done, have had work done, and two, two of them don't look good. Right. The two that don't look good are the ones everyone's going to be talking about. Yeah. But no one, no one sees the other nine thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I feel like I can spot when work's been done because. I think you spot when bad work's been done. Really, though? Even if someone's in their 60s and 70s, you can still tell when they're unnaturally smooth that work's been done. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? You can still tell. It could be good work. Like I said, Jane Fonda. Right. Good work. And you can tell work's been done. Well, obviously. I right. mean, my God, but look that's at her I'm, face. But, but my point, so now you're talking about good work versus bad work. You're just talking about having had work done. I mean. I think in general, I think that for me, on a social level, it's it saddens me, but I understand I mean, like, it. I mean, so... And I'm not advocating for people to do it. People should do what they want to make them happy. Ex- yes, absolutely. You know? But um, I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, you color, it's a slippery slope, right? I mean, is coloring your hair okay? Is getting laser hair removal because you're a guy and you're, and you feel no, bad I, with getting. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Hair uh, yeah. confidence. I mean, it's a confidence thing. It's a little, I mean, it's, you know, the hugs and the smiles that I get afterwards. Amazing. Amazing. I get it. People do it because it makes them feel better or it becomes an addiction. Either one, right? You said most people are not addicted. Exactly. Fine. Great. Right. And the addicted ones, I don't really see in my practice. Like, I don't have that kind of practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mine I'm are mostly also... baby boomers and those kind of people coming in, right. aging. You know, we're all living, I'm knocking on wood here. We're all living longer, healthier lives. We're, so. we're all still working. We're all still dating. We're all still. Yeah. We're going to talk about your dating in a minute. We're <laughs> still doing all that stuff. So it's like they want people want to look. I mean, you know, people, I mean, women in their 50s and 60s are, are dating a I'm tremendously they're looking hot, they're working out. I mean, why not? Well, I, I know a guy who's 42 is now dating a 57-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, she looks fantastic. Had some work done. He also told me that she had, um, and you can you explain what the fuck this means, vaginal rejuvenation. Oh, it's the next, yeah, it's, it's What huge. is that even It's amazing. Mean? It's a life changer. You tighten your vagina? You do. You tighten everything. <laughs> everything Have loose. you fucked somebody that's had vaginal rejuvenation? No, not, not that I Not that you know of. They didn't say, hey, look, I got rejuvenated. No, they would have told me. You think so? People tell You're me. You're like, this is tight. Are you a virgin? And she's like, I slept with a bunch of men. I mean, look, I got to say, I've slept with probably three digits, but I still feel tight. I've never had a complaint. It's This is no hot dog in, down the hallway situation. Um, but the, 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 the rejuvenation, so what is that? How do they do that? They take the label. It's like, heat. No, it's you use some heat, you use some lasers, you uh, heat up the skin. It breaks down the collagen. You remodel and you create new you collagen. You literally remodel the vagina? The yeah. canal? Right. The skin around it, it tightens. Holy fuck. That's gotta be a fun job for it's some like, guys. It's like you know when you when you and you heat up like uh, the, the the plastic paper and it, like it, right. the vacuum packs. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a good solution. Let me tell you to all the men with tiny dicks out there. This is actually brilliant. You can't you can't really enlarge a dick. Maybe that's the next wave in surgeries, right? Well, apparently there's a guy. Uh, there's a guy who does that. He he injects PRP, uh, which okay. is there's all this cool stuff out there. Well, that's good because I'm just saying the men with small dicks, and I've been with you know the nubbins and the micro penises. This way, if they have a, a companion who complains. They'll say to them, you know what, sweetie, why don't you get tightened? You know what I mean? Let's get it so slim, like a funnel. 
get the rejuvenation so it actually fits appropriately. I think we are living in amazing times. Right? I, I mean, it's the, a beautiful the fun prospect. We're, we're, the fun we're going to be having in our in our literally 70s and 80s is wow. going to be what people are doing now in their 30s and 40s. Well, good. It's, I got a lot to look forward to. We all do. Can we talk monetary for a minute? Because I feel like the procedures are for the wealthy. I mean, is there, unless you don't want to go to some discount doctor who's going to make your face, you know, look like. Well, the some great sort thing also about the ferret. time where times we're living in is that we have full disclosure. We have the interweb, right? Everyone, right, right. everyone has reviews out there. Everyone has their but before and afters. But what would it cost me? Can you give me some pricing? So fillers average around nine hundred. Wow. Per, per syringe. So how would how many would I need? Let's say you did two in your cheeks. Okay, right? one for each cheek. Right. So you're saying that's about eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred dollars. Fuck. That's just for once every six months I got to go in. No, that should last you a good year. A year. Yeah. That's still a lot of money. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, you, you, I mean, there are places that'll do it for less. No, but I'm talking about, I'm going to go to you. Right. So it's we'll, about 1800 you know, And I'll, I'll barter. I'll offer you sexual services and will obviously give me a, a freebie. And then what's over here the, for the That's Bellotero. It's the same filler, 900 900 fucking bucks. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it's worth it if it'll make me feel better, maybe get me some more clients. I mean, can you do this shit when you're pregnant? No, not Botox. No, but the other I mean, stuff, in, the in, fillers? in general, I wouldn't. I'd just wait till you're... Okay. No, because I'm pregnant a lot. You know, I, I do it for a fucking living, so I, I have understand. to find like that weird... In breastfeeding, though, shouldn't be a problem. Breastfeeding should not be a problem, okay. but I wouldn't do Botox when you're breastfeeding. I don't... Botox... I've got to tell you, Botox scares me. I don't want to be that one in a million person that goes, oh, but penetrated the, the frontal cortex <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I always joke. People are like, isn't Botox a poison? As they're and when I go out and they're like drinking martinis and I'm like, more people die from that thing in your hand right now than from Botox. Botox. Just hashtag just saying. Look at you, Doctor Madnani, protecting the practice. So let me ask you a question. You are divorced. How long have Mm. you been divorced? No, I'm not going to ask you about the divorce. I'm uh, I'm separated almost. Oh, it's still in process. That's a fun time, isn't it? When things are in limbo, (laughs) it's great. When thing the pain is still fresh and one person's much angry than the other, it's always a good time. Um, But you're dating. Are you dating? Are you not allowed to disclose these things while you're still being separated? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not go there. Okay. I just want to, my, my only, I'm only going there because I'm wondering how big a perk it is to get ladies when you're a plastic surgeon. Do you know what I mean? Like, woman hears you're a plastic surgeon. She's like, I'm going to be set. Because I have a friend who's married to a plastic surgeon. Botox in the living room. Do you know what I mean? I, like, have, it, I have it at home in my fridge. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So it's a perk. So I'm just saying, use that. When you're when you're meeting the ladies, mention that. I will. I will. I will take some notes. Okay. Good. Oh my god! I love. I made him uncommon, Doctor Manani. I'm comfortable. I'm so sorry. He's now looking at the table. I'm gonna take a swig of water here. Have you ever? And again, I know this is a ridiculous question to ask if you want to sustain your practice. But have you ever had a botched surgery or something that went awry? No. No. Okay. Would you tell me if you did? Probably I mean, not. I would. I mean, it's. I mean. The most common thing after surgery, uh, you know, is taking care of the incisions afterwards. So okay. I mean, I have one patient right now i had to just redo revise the scar around the ear but okay. you know the when i'm i'm tapping on wood here i'm tapping um, on wood for you too. you know botched or there are there are cases you know you look online and stuff where things can happen um i've been lucky i haven't had that happen but okay. i'm relatively young in my career you know it's a, it's how do a, you get people in like once you became a plastic surgeon how do you get referrals how do you get people initially i worked in um uh in other other offices okay. they, I, I was a, a they had cosmetic patients they wanted treated, so I would just work out of their office, and okay. they would send me, uh, I would do their cases. But when you're doing a residency, who are the guinea pigs? So I would say in residency, I did uh, almost 
medical stuff. So a lot, a lot of, lot of reconstruction, like you know, cancer. Okay. A lot of, but like, I mean, how does a patient say, "Well, you know, we're going to let a resident do this," or is it the the main all, person that you assist? Exactly. It's always assisted and and supervised. And they don't even know. So most of the patients don't even. They know do. That you're no, when you go to a teaching hospital, it's in your consent form. It's like okay. you'll have you have you. You have the, well, a lot of times the residents are there checking you in and stuff. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just scary. Because when you're done with the face, it's scary. Do you know what I mean? It's your no, face. No, it's totally. And that's why we learn with, liver. we learn with, with these big, big cases where you understand the anatomy, but it's part of the trees. You're right. There's no, there's no right or wrong way, but you know, the, I've, I've done medical training in different countries just because of my interest. Oh, in interesting. My, so, where? Uh, in the UK, in Hong Kong, okay. in India, in different places. Um, but the training in America is really phenomenal because we have such a high volume of, of patients and uh, right, 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 uh, and the supervision and you know liability. The, People here are afraid of fucking liability, right? And malpractice. But in Europe, it's not that. Big and that's a thing. great because it keeps everybody on their. I think it's on one end. It keeps everybody on their toes, and um, you know. So I think it's. it's People good. abuse that in this country too, don't you think? I guess. Right. I mean, if someone's like. Blame them like, if you're ugly and you're going in to get work by Dr. Madnani and you stay <laughs> ugly, don't come and complain to Dr. Madnani and sue him. That's in the fine print, too. He's doing what he can <laughs> to lift your neck behind your ear. So how does that work? You literally, I watched your video. Okay, uh -huh. You have a bunch of videos, which is pretty fucking awesome. Thank you can you. see anything online, can't you? I wanted to get my colonoscopy online for people to watch, but my doctor would not consent. Really? I'm like, show them putting the camera on they my should. anus. Show them the fun stuff inside. They you know, should. Show them how clean it is, because that prep thing is insane. So... My colon was just clean as a, I mean, it was I'm pristine. all about full disclosure and education. So. I think so too. But the only thing is you don't want people starting to do this at home or like somewhere in Eastern Europe, like where they have those botched abortions. You don't want people doing facial, you know what I mean? Facial lifts in their living room. Right, obviously. Slicing open with a steak knife. So I saw that you literally slice this woman. She's awake the whole fucking mm -hmm. time, which mm -hmm. is amazing that you do that. You slice her down the freaking by her ear um, and then you literally pull it. You're pulling. Yeah, lifting muscles. Yeah. You literally pull the, the skin. It's like, <laughs> it's like Star Trek episode. It's insane. Yes. Who do you who st who created who started that? Who was the first person that said, "Let me slice this person's face open and move their skin"? Who was the first plastic surgeon? You know, the, actually, it was it was way back in India. You guys started everything. Thousands you and started thousands. Buddhism. Did, thousands, a lot of people don't know that. Thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah, there's one of our Vedas. Uh, the guy's name, I think, Shushrata or something. Okay. He started writing about it back in the day. Um, the funny story is uh, with that is that the punishment. Uh, for I think stealing or infidelity was to chop your nose off back then. Oh wow! So everybody knew that you did something bad. Okay. So they started doing surgery to help repair that, and that's that's one of the initial plastic surgeries that came out of India. Oh, interesting. Okay, but modern day plastic surgery, I guess, was there one pioneer? Was it in the United States? Like, do you know it all? If like, I don't, I don't know the full details. I know there was this. Uh, there's a surgeon called Halstead. He did a lot of stuff in uh, out of Bellevue. I mean, but it's, but even but. That's all in our generation, our timings. I mean, there was stuff that even happened way before. Okay. A lot of this, a lot of the World War and the World War pushed a lot of the uh, the World Wars pushed a lot of the uh, okay. medical care because you have to treat treat a lot of people right. that were not well right away. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. pushed a lot of them healthcare too. So interesting advances in healthcare. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that at some point they'll be doing? Implants like in your face, like yeah. to raise your cheekbones with a piece of titanium or something. They do that already. It's oh, just, do they? It's implants. Yeah, they have silicone implants. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, here well, I am thinking that. Okay. When we, uh, yeah, when we, uh, I, for facial fractures, you use, we do a ton of those. Uh, so you, you just use stick implants. a piece of silicone in there. Silicone, titanium, yep. Yeah, titanium said it. in the face? Yeah. It's like a hip replacement, it's like cheek replacement? Exactly. 
Fuck. One thing I feel like has gone down over the years that used to be in vogue are nose jobs. No, they're super popular. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. I thought they peaked. Everybody had the same little button nose. It always you could always tell like the Allie McBeal, like you could tell from a yeah. mile away that she had no, work done. It's everyone, all smoothed out like a little, you know, valley. Very common surgery still. Really? Because I still feel like these days I feel like big noses are are in. Do you know what I mean? Like the Meryl Streeps and the so Lady think, Gagas are in. So what you're saying is correct. I think the aesthetic has uh, has has advanced. Not everyone needs to have a right cute button and nose. Yes, and, you know if you know me being an Indian man, right, doesn't would not have should not have the same nose as you. Right, being, right. Yeah, it's identity, Paul. Right. It's like we uh -huh. can be proud of who we are. Well, I think this you know beauty in different countries should be. It's cool when you travel, right? So if you get, I'm lucky you get to travel everywhere. So everywhere yeah, you go. When I go you, to Morocco, people think I'm hot. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm hot anyway, but you know what I mean? Like I'm exotic over there. Right. So it, right. it's cool, but you keep you keep that aesthetic. Yeah. What do you think about the Scandinavians? Do you think they'd have as much surgery as the rest of them? Because they're bored. They're genetically blissed. Yes. Those, you know what I mean? They're just fucking like. But when someone like me goes over there, I'm considered exotic. I know you there, are. Right? Well, you're because... exotic for me too. We can talk about that later. But um, it's interesting because I feel like. You know, if you're genetically blessed, like a country like Scandinavia or, or you know, Hungarian, I find Hungarian women very pretty as well. Um, I do swing that way sometimes, still. If I'm just put, putting that out there, I have, um, you know, I definitely swing I, that way I've, too. I've, uh, I've swam in that bush, but the, it's interesting. Countries like Scandinavia, everybody kind of looks the same. You know, there's mm -hmm. not as much diversity. They're like, oh, we all look the same. Who cares? You right. know what I mean? We're all kind of pretty. Mm -hmm. So let's just leave it at that. Let's be depressed and build IKEA furniture together. Uh, but in this country, it's like we're all a bunch of mutts, and some mutts have come out more successful than others. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, anytime a black and white couple put together a baby, I'm like, that thing is so fucking gorgeous. Like, where's the gap ad for that kid? Well, do you remember? What was that? Benetton. Benetton. Benetton, yeah. But I'm saying a lot of like the mixed, you know, the intermixed. But put a, you know, a Cuban uh, with maybe a, a, a Korean, you might get a weird combination. Mm -hmm. It might not come out as success. It's just my own personal taste. You know what I mean? You got there's got to be a chart, a chart for successful genetic. God, I'm sounding like a weird racial profile. Okay, I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> Take everything I said back, but not, but with a grain of salt. But don't. If there was uh, a celebrity that you look at and you curse their doctor and say, "Why didn't I take care of this person?" Who would they be? Can you name a couple where you look at them and go, "Really? Why didn't they come to Doctor Dillon?" Because I'm sure you watch TV. You know, you know the lay of the land. You know who's who's popular. Who's had work done, and you're like, really? Well, I mean, the whole point of you saying, "Hey, I'm scared of plastic surgery because I don't want to look like you." So, who who did you say? You said, um, uh, um. Well, I'm saying Melanie Griffith. Yeah, or... I mean, so all those people. It's like yeah, they were, you know. Is it and, just too much, or just bad when they did it? I think it was just bad work. Yeah, you bad know, work. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're saying that Jane Fonda had great work. She did, though, didn't she? She did, yeah, right? Yeah. And she, she does. And but then you look at Melanie Griffith; like they have access to the same people, right? I know, so, it's so weird. what why happened, would, yeah, right? What, why did you call Jane and say, Jane, who's your doctor? Well, exactly. So my take on it is the like I always joke that I would never, I would not be busy in in L.A. Because well, they have the same two doctors they all go to. Well, the aesthetic in LA, like they want your lips, <laughs> the full they, weird. They want their your they want their lips and their boobs to enter their room before they do. Oh, and that's in New a good York, way to look at in it. New York, they want they want to have work done, but they don't want anybody to know. Right. So I love right. the New York aesthetic. For me, that's cool. Right. I remember going. I mean, even I was just in LA now. I mean, you like think fake tits are still big in LA. Huge. Really? I think Miami, the big tits are big. I feel like LA maybe because I don't know. No, I think LA, it's all, it's all the, I think it's, I mean, but that's but their not amongst act, not celebrities. Oh, uh, totally. Well, maybe Ice-T's wife, whatever her name is, but everybody else, like the Jennifer Lawrence's, she's naturally endowed. Right, but I don't think she's had much work. Done. No, I don't think she's also like five years old, but right. I'm just saying, 
Um, I thought the fake tits kind of went out in the general, 80s. In general, no, the aesthetic okay. the aesthetic is that way. Especially if you look at the B and C list. Yeah. And the men too, poor Kenny Rogers. What happened to that poor right. guy's face? So, right, I can't listen to his music anymore. Yeah. So it's like, why do that to his eyes? Like, why do is that? Is that what was the eye thing, right? Suddenly it's, it's his like, eyes. Yeah. And can we talk about Renee um, Zellweger for a minute? Because she said, I had no work done. That seems like a crock of shit. No, I don't think. Do uh, you think, is that what she said? I don't remember her. I, I think, think she did. She said, no, I'm just well rested. I'm like, no, your eyes are open now. Yeah, I think she had like a blepharoplasty. Uh, you see, we'll say what? Her upper eyelids done. Okay, what does that do when you lift her upper eyelids? Just remo- looking re- like removes the extra skin. And then it li- you make you just look more awake. Yeah, some people just got really saggy skin, so it just. Oh, kind of... interesting. Do I? I don't think that's my problem, right? Looking no. at me. You're gorgeous. Oh, so you stop. Okay, please keep going. Um, don't tell me that gorgeous. I want to come back to your office, so you know you got to be like, um, there's room to grow. I don't want to be like perfection, and then where do we go from that? You right. know. Uh, what did you find about? In terms of the aesthetics of your pla- the plastic surgery work in Europe, like Hong Kong versus where do you were in the UK? Yeah. So Hong Kong versus the UK, because I think Hong Kong or where is it? Korea, they do a lot of they do a lot of Korea. fake tits in Korea. I know that they do. Yeah, they do. They, they do really cool stuff there. Like what? What's cool? Like half they, a tit? No, they do uh, not just like the skin work, soft tissue work that I do. They do more of the even bone shaping. Uh, they do a lot of skeletal work on the face. How do you do you how do you open the the, the face and same do way? I mean, the same work? way we do like facial fractures. It's okay. the same same principles. So you slice open and you chisel. Yep. It's you like move. literally skulls, like ceramics glass. Right. You can you can bring the jaw forward. You can bring the the mid face forward. You can wow. You can do really cool stuff. And people do that not because of injury, just they want to look different. No, I think they have an aesthetic with the heart shape. The heart shape aesthetic that they want, they want, but a lot of them are born with very square jaws. Okay, a lot of them good uh, jaw lines. Good jaw, but it looks great on guys. But then the, the, women, the women don't like it because they look too masculine. They chisel their their square uh-huh. jaw away. Yep, you can shave down the jaws. Fuck me! How do they afford that? Is it just cheaper in Korea? You know, it's really funny. It's, I met someone yesterday from Korea, and I think I think it's part of their healthcare system. See, that's that's great, but also fucked up. Yeah. Where the government's like, okay, people, you guys are too, you know, you're disturbing us. I think, us. But I, you know, don't quote me on that. I'm going to have to look oh, that Oh, I will. Up. Oh, I will quote <laughs> you on that. North Korea, they don't cover basic healthcare, so why would they cover plastic? Well, you never know. Um, but in the UK, it's weird to me because they're, I know it's cliche, but it's true. The dental work is still stuck in the fucking Middle Ages. <laughs> Do they do facial work, but their teeth still look like a pogrom came through? No, I have no idea about the, the, the that way, about the actual cosmetic work in those places, I don't know. I, before we were talking about, I was referring to the training. Oh, okay. And I think the training in the US is fantastic. The access, the facilities I had access to right. uh, in the US, I mean, you, know, oh, you, right. you walk in and you everyone gets like a CAT scan and MRI, right? I mean, yeah. they don't have that. They don't do that stuff routinely over there because they they budget their healthcare. Right. So they look for reasons to not give you a CAT scan or MRI, which yeah, is unfortunate. You really, really, right. You really need You're to dying. fit. You got to be on the deathbed. Yeah. So, okay. um, so I got access to really cool technology here that I you right. Know, that I love how excited you are. Still, you know what I mean. You're not jaded. You're not tired. You know, you're excited about the field. Yeah. Um, so once again, I said I would. I, yeah. You can't. You can't. At this stage of the game, it's 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 a lot of work, but it's really fun. It's super rewarding, so it's fun. I, I was going to say earlier that um, I think as uh, as we become more surveilled, because you know facial recognition mm-hmm. technology, which is fucking creepy, right? But you get tagged. People are going to have more of this reconstructive surgery to change their faces. I'm telling you, like it's going to get to a point where, the, the, like in the UK, you know how they found those Russian spies. Did you read about you know the Russian no. spies that poisoned uh-huh. the, the, the Russians poisoned the former Russian spies? Uh-huh. 
There is one camera, surveillance camera, per 11 people in the UK. Right. There are CCTVs. Everywhere. Every fucking where. And they right. caught these guys. Now, the minute we have that facial recognition, that the minute, you know, it's like freaking sci-fi movie, everybody's worst nightmare. You're walking down the street and suddenly you're tagged and everybody knows where mm -hmm. you are. You can't escape it. I think that people, are, instead of going to Cuba and getting their face changed, they're going to come to you or whoever and say, move my jaw, put my nose on my back, you know, give me one eye. I don't <laughs> want to be tracked. I mean, it might get to that that point. Just me just talking from, I don't like being watched. You know what I mean? I'm on social media on a very limited basis. I put my videos out. Um, but who knows? I don't know. People reckon, I mean, look at my hair. People spot me from a mile away. You know, <laughs> you only need one CCTV camera for me. I have health care only because I... Whenever I um, surrogate for a baby, when I carry somebody's baby, I get health care for nine months. I've been doing this for 20 years. That's the only way I can stay taken care of. I don't know what's better. What do you think is better? Having this, this health care system here, just kind of fucked up, or going to these socialized medicine like England where everybody's got it, but you can't get a CAT scan unless you need it. But here, you, some, I don't, you know, if I'm sick, I wouldn't even go to the doctor. Like, so, what, do you, what do you think is preferable? I know. I mean, I think lucky here because at least, at least you're, you're going to get the full workup. If you can afford it. No, I think either way, you get it. You, right. deal, you deal with the bills after. Right. You commit suicide later when you, you can't pay the bill. You deal with the bill. bills after. Right. So at least you get, you get to afford it. As opposed it. to, right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So now you have a successful practice, it seems like. You're doing well. You're posting these videos. You have good clientele. What's your ratio for men to women? I'd say about eight to two. Okay. One, yeah, I would say, no, I would say, yeah, 10, 20. But you've seen more men over the past 10 years? Yes. Yeah. Definitely more men. Are they come, usually come gay? In. Uh, not usually, not usually, but mostly, yeah. probably yes. Okay, I got More that. So yeah, than, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's all right. Anything, sp anything special you can tell me that you've done that's been kind of like a big deal or groundbreaking, or you know, other doctors have commended you on? I don't mean that in a in a in a you know like. I think social media has really. It's a whole other conversation here, but social media has been uh, good and bad for okay. what we do. I mean, um, it's helped me get my name out there. Uh, quickly, right? It's helped me educate people well. Okay, but there's a lot of stuff out there that people come in with unrealistic expectations, or and I think it's bad that way when you hold yourself to a filter standard. Right, right. Have you ever felt bias when people come to you? Like, bias concerning that you're Indian, or they're like, "Oh, good doctors are Indian." That hasn't been a, that hasn't <laughs> been a doubt, right? It's like because my good friend is Jamaican, uh -huh. and she's got dreadlocks down to her butt, and she's a phenomenal doctor at the ER. She gets a lot of fucking attitude. It's, but I, I mean, this women, day and I think age. women in medicine in general, you know, you show Well, up. women, and she's black, and she's got the dreadlocks. Like, right. oh, we want somebody, we want John Christian Smith. Right. Which is I, fucked up, because she's but, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I showed up with, with my female doctors in training, and they always assumed they were the nurses and I was the doctor. Yeah, well, what? They always assumed that they were nurses and I was oh, a doctor. Oh, really? See, that's fucking... When is that going to change? I think it's happening. Are there a lot of women in the plastic surgery field or not yeah. yet? No, no, plenty. There are? Mm -hmm. No, because certain fields, right, are more female-heavy than others. I'm sure, like, gynecologists, they're probably more women. Probably. I'm, I don't know numbers on that. Dermatologists? No, I mean, I think, I think it's... Uh, it is what it is in healthcare. I mean, in medicine in general. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not, I don't know what the stats are, but... You think there are a lot of Me Too moments with female doctors from other I'm, doctors? I'm sure it's happened, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, especially during residency and training, yeah. Right, with some cocky head of the department, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Some hot blonde chick. Look, I've been to hospitals galore. doesn't look like fucking cast of Grey's Anatomy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Very rarely you'd be like, oh, she's a looker. No, usually it's okay. Stay in medicine. You've got a radio face. Well, amazing. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Dillop. I found this conversation very helpful. 
Um, do you ever offer payment plans? Yes, there are there are companies we use. Okay, so I could go to a company. I'm just saying. Because um, I do want to get this work done. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that I will only have to do it once and then I'll be good. Just somehow it'll be miraculously it last me 10 years. Or maybe the prices will go down. Maybe the prices will it's go like down. It's like a like a Christmas or Rosh Hashanah discount. You know what I mean? Get it for the Jews out there. It's like, you know, tell them it's a new year. We'll hook you up with the friends and family. Oh, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Does your mom come to you for treatment? So she did, but only because I'm her son. She would never do anything otherwise. That's cool, though. You See, know? she's doing it for you. She's not doing it for her. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, can you do my face? I'm like, sure. And how about your dad? Um, I've done uh, non-invasive stuff on him. Yeah. Really? I try everything on him. He's like, what Is can he you do? like your guinea pig? Yeah. That's adorable. They're cool. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. What is your website? Um, DrMednani.com. So D-R-M-A-D-N-A-N-I.com. Okay. And if you call, don't say Mednani because fuck you, you're not getting treatment. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, and I do want to schedule my mini facelift at some juncture because it mm-hmm. looked fucking awesome. I want you to pull your hand in my face <laughs> and just pull it up. You know what I mean? Just pull it up. And that rejuvenate, you might want to get into the vaginal rejuvenation. Uh, just- so I'm, I'm actually trying to get a OBGYN doctor because that's not something I would do. Okay. To come in Is and it do too that. much looking at vaginas all day and tightening them? Is that a little much for you? Yeah, it's not what I signed up for. Right. But it's also, I feel like OBGYN is like, if you're looking at vaginas all day and then you come home to your wife, it can't be that exciting anymore. Uh, yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know. It's, besides uh, looking at fucking discharges and all the weird shit that comes out of there, you know, you want to come home, you want it to be exciting and different. Right. You don't want to be like, I've seen 45 of these, some of them much nicer than yours. Like, I just can't imagine. Um, so you're getting an OBGYN to kind of be in the practice. We're, yeah, we're looking to that. Okay. Expand our services. So we're um, let's look out for an OBGYN, folks. If but all the, uh, all the videos are on are on the Instagram at Madnani Facial Plastics. Of so. course, at MadnaniFacialPlastics.com or dot or dot gov. At at. What do you mean at? I mean, Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Sorry, <laughs> I told you I'm fuck. I hate this shit. I'm on it, but it's annoying as fuck. Um, it's been awesome to talk to you. Thank you and for having you me. Now you have to tell me you're beautiful even without the procedure. Can you just say that? I'm just going to feed you a line. I'm beautiful about my procedures? No, yeah, great. Oh, I told you you're gorgeous. You don't okay. need anything. Okay, well, okay. All right, thank you so much, love. And this is Raylan Casper-White signing off. Thank you. Thank you.